0: Hi, and welcome to The Movie Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age old question which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Rosha. And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Boovie Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Boovie Girls, and you'll get access to a bunch of awesome bonus content, including our uh, Boovie serials that we're currently doing, and um, we're covering Firefly Lane
1: currently. So. Yes, and I think we knew what we're doing for our next one too. We do. You wanted to do what? Behind her eyes. Oh yeah.
0: Are you are you down for that?
1: Yeah, it's just it's on hold right now at the library so I'm hoping it'll become available <laughs> okay. by the time.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah, I've heard a lot of uh craziness around that one, specifically around the ending, so mm. I'm, I'm curious to see how it'll go. Interesting. Uh, and this week we are covering The Time Traveler's Wife.
1: Uh I was very uninspired for a title on this one, so I just went with The Meadow because it's the name that the movie was shipped under because you know they uh-huh. always have a secret name. I like that. Yeah, it's fine.
0: <laughs> I mean, I feel like The Meadow was very um it was a key part of the whole story, at least in the book.
1: I just like having cheeky names, and it's not a cheeky name. It's fine. I'll give you a pass on okay, this one. Okay, sounds good.
0: <laughs> so the book was originally published in 2003, and it's written by Audrey niffen Egger. I believe that's how you say it. Yeah,
1: that's the last name right there. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It has a Goodreads rating of 3.98 out of 5, and it's 536 pages. And it's really heavy. Yes. Like, they used every inch of the pages they possibly
1: could. And it's, like, (laughs) printed on, like, resume paper. Like, it's not just, like, normal paper. It's, like, that slick. I don't know. It's weird. Totally. I agree. I agree. Uh, the movie came out in 2009. It's rated PG-13. It's a drama fantasy romance. And it's only an hour and 47 minutes long, which is wild considering it's an over 500 page book. Yeah. Um, I think it could have been longer. It I mean, should have been it longer. It really should have <laughs> been longer. I mean, we'll get into it. But yeah. uh, it's directed by Robert <laughs> Uh He... He hasn't really directed a whole lot. He only had, like, about six titles under under his name. Uh, one of them being the Divergent series Insurgent. Mm. Um, but, like, nothing in this, like, genre. It was very odd. I had read somewhere that, like, some of the bigger directors had... Were possibly going to do it. And then the deals fell through. Mm. So... I don't know if he was just like a backup to the backup to the backup. Probably. Because I don't know what the heck he did to this movie.
0: Well, because the book is pretty well known and well loved. Yeah. So you would have thought like someone bigger would have kind of picked this up. And, I don't and know. Ran with it. Evidently not. <laughs> so the IMDb synopsis reads, A Chicago librarian has a gene that causes him to involuntarily time travel,
1: creating complications in his marriage. I feel like that's very vague. It but... is very vague. Can I... I'm going to point something out right now. Yeah. Especially in the book, they talk a lot about how this gene how he's a time traveler because it gets passed down from generations there is not one hint of his mom having it his dad having it, anyone else in his family having it
0: (laughs) just magically like appeared when he was born right it was
1: very strange because they weighed heavily on that part of it for so long yeah but i don't know whatever it is what it is i guess (laughs) (laughs) so some fun
0: facts about the book this is the author's debut novel uh, she was frustrated in uh, her love life when she began writing the novel, and she wrote the story as a metaphor
1: for her failed relationships. Do you want to know what I'm going to say right now? What? Maybe you should write a novel. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work. I think you can do it.
0: <laughs> Maybe an autobiography. <laughs> um, the book ha- became a bestseller after an endorsement from author and family friend Scott Turow um, spoke on the Today Show about it. It wasn't really like regarded that, that highly before then. Um, the author, and if it- Niffen-Egger. <laughs> Let's just go with her first name. Uh, the author Audrey uh, is an artist who teaches at the Center for Book and Paper Arts at Columbia College in Chicago, where she prepares editions of hand painted books. So similar to her character Claire, mm-hmm. she has she works with paper and. and I thought like it
1: was that, funny. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the science card here for yeah. a second. When Claire was like making paper, and I was like, "How do you make paper? <laughs> like that sounds wild." Yeah. I just assumed it was like paper mache. Right. I was like, I, I don't know. It was yeah. very strange.
0: So the author began writing the novel back in 1997. Um, The last scene in which, and uh, we'll obviously get into it, but it was, uh, it shows Claire extremely older um, and she's waiting for Henry, Uh, was the first part that she actually wrote um, because in her eyes, it's the story's focal point not sure why i the assuming. end of the book is yes. the focal point. Yes, I think the idea is that like throughout her
1: journey, mm-hmm. no matter
0: what, like Henry is, is always, has always been there.
1: Interesting that she let what happened at the end of the movie then. Right. Happen. happen. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> so the work was actually finished in 2001. Um, Because there's no history of commercial publication, the author had trouble finding interested uh, literary agents. 25 publishers rejected the manuscript um, before it was put up for auction and McAdam and Cage bid $100,000, the largest sum the book had ever been offered. There was another publisher that outbid them. However, she chose to go with McAdam and Cage because she felt that they were super dedicated to the story and her work. So, you know, she foregoed a little bit more money to work with somebody that she felt,
1: you know, it's fascinating that they go up for auction. I know. Weird, right? After just being... It, it, I don't know, the whole thing is just kind of weird because she's saying that they were so dedicated for it, yet I wonder if she even put it in front of them that's, beforehand. That's a, that's a good
0: question because huh. if not, you know, maybe they didn't even know it was a thing until yeah. it went out Who for Who knows? Options. That's funny. Know? Um, and lastly, she did begin working on a sequel in 2013 that's called The Other Husband, um, and it's surrounded around a grown-up Alba, which is Claire yeah. and Henry's daughter, um, but it is still to be released. So she's been working on it for a while. Wow, <laughs>
1: evidently. Yeah, it's still
0: on her website that she is in the process of writing. It. It's just there's no set release date as of right now. I
1: bet her agent is like, what the heck? Right.
0: Like, <laughs> come chop on. Chop.
1: <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, the movie currently has a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, Ooh. which is not great. Um, I don't know if I would rate it much higher, to be honest with you. I okay. was not very enthralled with this movie. <laughs> uh, the budget for it was $39 million, um, and it did gross over $101 million. So, it did pretty well. Wow. Um, Funny enough, uh, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt made headlines because they're the ones that bought the right from Audrey to make this into a movie. Wow. And, uh, Brad Pitt is actually is an executive producer on this film. Is
0: this during when they were together?
1: I'm assuming so. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I thought that was very strange. And then they were saying how like some people like released it as a Brad Pitt film. (laughs) Okay, <laughs> no, it's not. Not at all. Um, speaking of Alba, uh, the two girls that play Alba in this movie are sisters. Oh. Which I was like, these girls look so much alike. But I thought, yeah, I thought it was age... almost like age regression right, stuff right. that they did. But That's interesting. Uh, and then lastly, this was the last film to be distributed by New Line Home Entertainment before it was absorbed by Warner Brothers. So technically. Mm-hmm. I think warner brothers owns it um but i remember new line being like one of like the head you know studios right yeah i didn't know that they had gotten bought out interesting um okay so the cast of this movie uh i only have four characters because there's a lot of ancillary people throughout this it, one of my big gripes through this whole movie is that there is zero character development <laughs> in some of these really interesting characters that we got to meet in the book. That's so I was very re- true. I was really sad about Not it.
0: Not only that, but they left out a bunch of people too. Right.
1: Uh, so first we'll start with Claire, the time traveler's wife uh, is played by Rachel McAdams. Uh, we know her as being in the notebook, mean girls about time, the family stone, wedding crashers, Dr. Strange, she has a whole library of films. Um, I love her. I thought she was actually really good in this. She was great for this role. Um, I love her no matter what.
0: I, I like her because she's, she has the capability of like playing mm-hmm. multiple different types of um, uh, roles, which is yeah. what you want out of a, an actor or an actress. Um, so I, I 100% a, a, uh, enjoyed her. And I think she brought the elements of Claire from the book into the movie can't say the same for some of the other Uh, characters uh
1: well and i thought like she's she's probably a director's dream like that for this type of movie though because she is that she kind of has an ambiguous age Mm -hmm. where you can just dress her down and she looks like a teenager or she can be this little sex pot and look way older she
0: also is very timeless looking yes so i think that works to her benefit too yeah
1: i loved her yeah um okay henry (laughs) henry who is the time traveler is played by eric banna Okay. Eric, <laughs> Eric Bana, uh, played Hulk in the 2003 version, which is one of the worst movies I think ever made. It's <laughs> until not, he was replaced until he was replaced. Yeah. I remember um, you told
0: me not to watch that one. So no, I never there's did. no
1: point. You don't watch that one. Um, he was also in star Trek and then he was in the movie or the series adaptation of the podcast. Dirty John. Oh yeah. Um, which he wasn't horrible in, um, I am just not a fan. And I thought he murdered this role (laughs) in a bad way. In a
0: bad way. Okay. Who would you have liked to have seen? Like what's like a perfect scenario for you?
1: Um, Well, it's funny because I read that the author's first choice was actually Adrian Brody for this. And I could have totally seen that. I also just, you're going to roll your eyes at this. Like a Patrick Dempsey.
0: Oh God. Like I could just
1: see it like that. I don't know. I just didn't buy it. I didn't buy his acting in this.
0: I just think he's not a very good actor. Um, so no. that doesn't, you know, bode well for for the roles that he plays. I think for the sake of, you know, his time traveling aspect, like he was fine as an older guy, middle-aged guy, whatever. Like he did that okay. I just think that he doesn't bring anything to a role. So yeah. that's where you lose it. Because I feel like Henry is an extremely dynamic character yeah. uh, in the book. And you don't really get that in the movie. It was <laughs>
1: like there was no expression on his face the entire Entire movie, I don't know,
0: and I feel like there Ugh.
1: wasn't really chemistry
0: between him zero. And it was like
1: it was awkward. Yeah, like I don't know that I was not like Ryan though. Gosling would have been great.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can't. And,
1: and I know he was supposed to have dark hair in the movie and, and from the book. I mean, but for some reason, I just felt like there this character need to be a little softer looking than what he softer was. softer how like girly. No, just like. <laughs> Eric Bana just has like very rigid features. Mm, okay. Um, I, don't, I just didn't like really like him. Uh, I did read, I did read though that, uh, right after filming this, he started filming Star Trek and he had to shave his head for Star Trek. Well, the time traveler's wife ended up having to do some reshoots and ended up having to put it on hold because they were waiting for his hair to grow back out. And I'm like, why wouldn't you have just use a wig? Because then it wouldn't looked it wouldn't have looked real. Even though his regular hair, hair, hair looked is so awful. bad. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm gonna say that was a miss. Uh, and we saw his butt like a lot. Was it his, his actual actual? I was hoping I was gonna find a fact that told me one way or the other, and I couldn't. <laughs> he he, he he um.
0: Strikes me as the type that would
1: use his own butt. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Actually, I think I think the thing was, I think he was too old for this. I think they took an older guy and tried to make him look younger. As opposed to doing as it op- the opposite. Yeah, and I okay. think that might have helped. I don't know. Anyways, the next <laughs> character is Gomez. Gomez is ends up being one of Henry's very best friends, but is also... Married to one of Claire's best friends, um, is played by Ron Livingston. Uh, he's famously known for Office Space. He was in the in the show Search Party that I watched on HBO, mm-hmm. which is fabulous. If anyone needs something to watch, and he's also in the show A Million Little Things. Um, he's the guy that killed himself with the very first episode. Uh, I only spoiler watch- alert. Well, no, that's the whole thing. That's I the, the whole movie. The whole show is about. Um, but I couldn't get into that show because it it like. I watched like 6 episodes and it just never gave you any answers to anything. Mm, it's like it was pretty little liars. Yeah, and it was trying <laughs> way too it tries way too hard to be like this is us and yeah. I don't know. There's only one this is us. Right. Um I really like Ron Livingston. That's not what I pictured for this character.
0: That's fair. I I pictured something a little bit more exotic, I think. Yes, that's I think that um, was it. and again, back to the movie doesn't really do a good job of bringing the characters out yeah. um, and and clearly there's not a lot about Gomez in the movie as yeah. opposed to the book. So Yeah,
1: he's a huge part of the book. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it almost felt like they were they just threw parts of him in the movie because they felt they had to. Right. Instead of actually developing it, you know, yeah. developing his storyline. That's fair. So last character I want to talk about was Dr. Kendrick. He ends up being the doctor that in the, in the book really helps Henry try to solve the problem of, of time traveling. Same, same thing in, as then Gomez, no character development, yeah. no importance yeah. really to his role, um, but played by Stephen Tobolowsky. Um he's famously known for his role in Spaceballs. <laughs> um but he's also in Groundhog Day. Um he's in Wild Hogs, which is a fabulous. Have you ever seen it? No. Oh my god, it's so couldn't even tell you what it's funny. about. Okay, it's about these like old guys going through a midlife crisis and they they start their own bicycle gang. And Uh-oh. it is Hilarious. Interesting. Doesn't yeah.
0: sound like my kind of movie, but I think you'd love it. It's, <laughs> I'll take your word for so it. It's so
1: funny. Um, and then he also his voice was also in the spooky tale of Captain Underpants Hackoween. Are you only saying that because of your little nephew that loves Captain yeah, Underpants? Me, that's mine and Ollie's thing. is <laughs> Captain Underpants for my birthday. He drew me this wonderful Captain Underpants birthday card. <laughs> that's adorable. <laughs> so I have to give him a shout out. We love you, Ollie and <laughs> captain underpants. <laughs> um, but they did say that one of the only reasons why they actually ended up putting him in the film is because of the, ki- the guy who played the role, uh, was because they wanted to pay homage to groundhog's day. Mm. Um, because it kind of has a groundhog's day type fair. feel to it. Uh, Again, I mean, it was fine. I could have t- taken it or leave it because they didn't do anything with this character. Right. Really. Yeah, no. We'll I mean, uh, we'll get into it, obviously, but there's a lot that's that's left out. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, those are the main four characters I pulled out. So many characters are left out of this movie. It was wild. Yeah, it's pretty
0: pretty wild. crazy. <laughs> All right. So time for Who Said It? Your first one is, I'm constantly running up against the fact that I can't change anything, even though I am right there watching it. That was Henry. Yes. <laughs> Second one. Don't you think it's better to be extremely happy for a short while, even if you lose it, than to be just okay for your whole life?
1: It's oh, a great quote. Mm-hmm.
0: Gomez? Nope.
1: Claire? That, uh... Yeah. <laughs>
0: Next one. When you live with a woman, you learn something every day. Oh. So far, I have learned that long hair will clog up the shower drain before you can say liquid plumber. <laughs>
1: Is that Gomez? No. No. Henry. Yes.
0: I just love that one because as a person who has long hair that literally is everywhere, (laughs) um, I can attest to that. Yeah, I think
1: every two weeks, Boyfriend Ray is like, are you serious? It is clogged again.
0: (laughs) Again. Yeah, it's pretty bad. (laughs) Next one. This guy would chew you up and spit you out. He's not at all what you need.
1: Can I get a clue? Can I ask a question? Sure. Is this character in the movie? Yes. Mm. Gomez. Yes,
0: <laughs> I had a char- or I had a quote from a character that I liked, but they're not in the movie, so I, I had to one? take it out. It was a. Uh, it was a grandma quote. It was Claire's grandma. Oh and yeah, she was talking about mothers and uh, and children, and I just took it out. So, last one. I feel like we're at the top of a roller coaster. Claire. Yes. I really liked that because you know the anticipation of like the drop that's coming when you're at the top of a roller coaster was like yeah. a perfect. Uh, um, Description of like what their life was going through at that time in the book. It was. Do you take
1: that quote as as a good thing? You're at the top of the roller coaster, and it's a good part of your life, or it's all downhill from here? Because that's that's how I took it. That's how I took (laughs) it too. Basically,
0: is like whatever comes after this is like dangerous territory. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) hold on. um Okay, so time for F Mary kill again. A lot of people were left out um so i just i kind of went with more the movie than the, than the book uh, but your
1: options are henry claire and gomez okay i'm gonna kill henry <laughs> okay i mean there isn't a story without henry um <laughs> i can't i can't handle it um i will let's see okay so i will time travel with gomez only because there's a part in the book... This book is kind of steamy at some point. It is. And there's a part with Gomez where we get to, like, <laughs> you know, get he gets a little action. So I'll go with that for him. And then I'll marry Claire. Because she seems committed.
0: <laughs> she, yes. From, like, beginning of childhood all the way to the end. Right. Um, okay. I will also marry Claire. Um, she... I mean... I I just love her character. And then when you put Rachel McAdams in the role, it's like, you know, perfect case scenario. I'm going to have to kill Gomez. Um, I'm not really invested in him. I'm just kind of like, you know, you're there. You you seem a little too needy, in my opinion. Like (laughs) He loves Claire. Yeah, but like move on to other things. You have a wife. You have children. Um, And then I will time travel with Henry because clearly, A, he's a pro. Yeah. And B, you know. Mind you, book Henry, not movie Henry. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, Book Henry's been around. (laughs) Yes. All right. So let's... uh, So I was very disappointed because you know how I love when movies give me, like, segments. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy to talk about. Yeah. And reading this book, I was like, all right, we're going to have great little segments because the book is segmented out. Right. Like, we get years. We get ages. We get... All that yeah, in, in the movie and nothing.
0: Which is odd considering this movie has so much back and forth in time. Yeah. You would think they, would, they want to like substantiate like when things are happening throughout the storyline. But yeah, because
1: one of the things I loved about the book is that when like Claire was so much younger than Henry or Henry was even younger than Claire at some points when they would see each other. So it was yeah. always kind of just I love that. And we didn't get any of that in the movie. Nope. Uh, but the movie opens up with a woman singing in German, in German, and it's Henry's mom. And we see them driving in a car and it's Christmas time. And unfortunately though, while they're driving, it's snowing and they end up getting into a car accident. Um, and the accident itself in the movie is just kind of like a T-bone type situation in the book. It's way
0: more horrific (laughs) yes uh in the book they actually describe it as i guess because of the snow and the ice on the on the um on the ground uh there was a car that was coming into their lane or whatever and did not anticipate the distance that it took to to break so they nudge henry and his mom Then they end up, because their speed is high, they end up hitting another vehicle. Well, that vehicle is a, some sort of, has like equipment on it and things like that. And I can't remember what the actual item was. It's like a pole or something. A pole essentially gets shot back into their car and literally decapitates his his mom. mom.
1: (laughs) I was like, and I he mean, sees the whole thing, and he sees the entire thing.
0: <laughs> I'm, I don't know why I'm laughing. It's just it's like just very, I don't know how else to react. Right? To that. It's
1: very graphic, and I was okay that they changed it in the movie. Yeah. Obviously, but because in the book, I was like, whoa, yeah, like that was wild. But it's
0: it's crazy because in the book they mentioned, kind of in the movie too, that um, he consistently goes back to that memory. Yeah. So to imagine seeing a decapitation over and over and over right. again of like, someone that you love, right? Exactly, like that, I think would have you know, hit home way harder than what we got. Right. Yeah.
1: Cause like I said, we just get this kind of like T-bone accident and Henry actually disappears before the accident fully happens. So he's not even really there the whole time. And we come to believe that that's his first time time. He time travels and he's probably what about seven or eight years Mm -hmm. old. Um, And he basically goes back in time and then he comes back to the present and then old Henry shows up to tell him that he's a time traveler. Yes. <laughs> so it's like right off the bat, it gets really weird because now old Henry is talking to little kid Henry. Um, and, you know, they're saying that this is his first time time traveling. But in the book, this is not his first time. Like, that's not his first, the first time he time travels.
0: No. And,. I'm just going to take this time to mention it. The relationship between older Henry and younger Henry is much more developed in the book. Mm -hmm. They meet multiple times. Uh, What we kind of see in this movie at the very beginning is really the only time that old and young Henry uh, converge and and see each other, which I'm so upset about because in the book we get a lot more of like old Henry teaching young Henry how to basically live this life of, of time travel and yeah. things that he needs to learn like pickpocketing and things like that to help him survive because when he does time travel nothing goes with him right. so he has to start from scratch literally every single well, time. Well and
1: they even yeah they're like
0: best buds. Yeah. They there's some <laughs> awkward like scenes in the book too where they're like exploring, yeah. you know, becoming men yeah. and things like that. I thought I was okay with <laughs> leaving out but yeah, we we missed the whole uh, relationship between old and young Henry.
1: Yeah. It, it was funny. The book, there were so many moments where it's like, she kind of like wrote a couple of things and I'm like, wait, like, is that really what happened? Like <laughs> she didn't quite go there all the yeah. way in some parts. And then she kind of leaves your mind to its to imagination. Wander, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next thing we see though, is Henry is naked in the stacks in a library and it's present day. And then we see him go and eating dinner Uh, by himself in the diner and that it's Christmas Eve Um, because that's the night that his mom actually died was Christmas Eve. So that's always like a really bad time for him. And then we see Claire for the very first time and Claire is in the library looking for something and she runs into Henry. So this is where like, I'm wondering the first time I saw this, I'm like, what is happening? Because it's very confusing Mm. because Claire knows who Henry is But Henry at this point does not know who Claire is because he doesn't time travel back to meet her until he's like in his forties. Right. (laughs) And right now he's only like in his twenties. So he's very confused. So she asks him to go to dinner because she knew that this was going to happen. Eventually she was going to run into him in present day and he would have no idea. So he's getting ready for dinner and he actually time travels back and he gets arrested and then the cops put him in the back of the car and he's like, it's not a big deal. Just wait. <laughs> and then he time travels back to the present and the cops are like, where'd he go? Where'd he go? <laughs> I mean, I know for sake of time, but in the book, they describe about they describe how time traveling time is different. So like in the real world, it could have been like five minutes. Right. But in time travel land, it could be like two days type thing. So they never really explain that in the movie. Um, but he does end up making dinner with Claire and he sits with her and she, you know, explains to him that, you know, when he's older, he is going to go, he's going to time travel back when she was six years old and that she's known him since she was six. And it's just creepy. (laughs) Yeah. Like, especially the first time we see him talking to her. Yeah. I'm like, this is really weird. To young Claire, you mean? Yeah. yeah. It's, like, really weird. Yeah. Um, but she also tells him at this point about Dr. Kendrick and that he's going to meet some doctor at some point who's going to help him, you know, right. hopefully figure out his because problems. Because old
0: Henry told young Claire <laughs> yes.
1: this and she has remembered so, like, this is so hard to, like, it keep is. track of. It so is. bear with us here. Uh, but she also tells him that the last time that she saw him, she was 18. And because we've read the book, we kind of know that she's about 20 years old now. It's been about two years, two years. since she has mm-hmm. seen Henry at, at all. Young, present in the present or time-traveling Henry. Right. Uh, and she's kind of going a mile a minute and he's, like, totally freaked out. Rightfully so. <laughs> right. Um, but so they end up going back to his apartment and they hook up. Cause why not? Yep. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, and and it's so funny because when they walk through the door, you see this, like, look of lust on Claire's right. face. Because she knows him yeah. she has spent time with him and, has slept with him at this point right we don't know that they don't talk about that but clearly they've they've had relations up until this point um so it's so funny and then he's like uh so should we like what are we doing
1: here? <laughs> and it's like, like, like every guy's okay, dream because right. the girl's
0: like yeah i've already done this before let's you know yeah, let's get down fine. to
1: business <laughs> so now we get a scene of young claire meeting henry for the very first time and she's in this meadow like making herself a picnic <laughs> and she, she hears someone in the bushes. So she throws a shoe at him.
0: <laughs> Smart girl. Yeah.
1: And it ends up being Henry and he's naked. Cause again, he can't time travel with anything. And he tells her that he's a time traveler and that next time, you know, she should bring more clothes and then he ends up disappearing in front of her. So she does believe him that that's what is. And you're 6 years old, you're going to believe whatever right. a grown-up tells you for the most part. But that was the scene where I was like this is weird. <laughs> like yes. this is really creepy and where are your parents? It's
0: one <laughs> thing to like read it in a book, it's another to have it like come to life and you're like, "Ooh, like you can see the like full age difference and yeah. just like this is strange."
1: Like I don't know if like right now being 34 years old, like if I time traveled back to when boyfriend Ray was 6, <laughs> Like you know, it'd just be weird. Yeah, it's like yeah, like I love you. Like that's, but you're six. Like it's just, it's just weird <laughs> to think about. Like that's too you funny. know, yeah. Um, but now we flash back to the present, and we see Claire waking up after sleeping with Henry. And she, side note, she has a very bony back. Yeah, you could see her. The she is the, tiny. Yeah, like you can see her spine, her rib bones. Very skinny. But anyways. Uh, But she wakes up and she goes into the bathroom and she actually finds uh, some women's things. She finds a lipstick in Henry's bathroom. And this is one of those things that they added to the movie and then never talked about it again. Right. It never comes back up because that lipstick belongs to someone very important
0: in the book. Yes. So, similar to the movie, in the book and at this point, he does Henry does brush it off. He just says, "Oh, that belongs to my soon-to-be ex. I'm working on it. I'm working on, you know, um, breaking up with her. What we don't learn in the movie is that this person is Ingrid, um, a a woman that he was, you know, dating up until when he met Claire in real time, when he didn't necessarily know her. Um, But once Claire comes to him and says, you know, you're the love of my life. We're meant to be together. He's like, okay, well, I should probably end it with this Ingrid woman. Um, So Ingrid... Once he does try to break up with her, she goes through, like... And this is, like, the most, like, you know, quick recap I could do. But basically, Ingrid goes through a a big depression and um, she has like, you know, she's still in love with him, but is mad at him for leaving her. They had, in her mind, they had plans to get married, things like that. Um, she then starts dating a woman who then becomes friends with Claire. And then it's just awkward. But like the main thing, main um, point I'm trying to make is Ingrid is important because throughout um, Henry's time travel, he at one point uh, meets Ingrid at a very like uh, important part in her life. Um, she, he knows that he, Future Henry knows that she committed suicide, but never knew how or in what way. Well, at, through his time travel, he actually ends up seeing her the day that she commits suicide and um, ends up witnessing it. He is the catalyst for the reason that she chooses to, to shoot herself. So, again, we don't get any of that. But it's, it's important because, like, you see that even though Henry isn't really, like... Uh, it's hard to explain. Basically, I want to try to say that, like, he has an impact on those people around him, even if he doesn't feel like he is throughout his time travel. And, you know, he thinks Claire is the only one that he's really affecting when in
1: reality, like, there's, you know, a lot, a lot more of, people. Like,
0: exactly. Me. A lot more
1: people that he's affecting. So. So, yeah. No Ingrid throughout the, no. the movie other than her lipstick. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so Claire makes a point like it's awkward. They wake up the next morning and she's looking and she's like, I only know you as like the older version of yourself. And I, it's just one of those things where I'm like, yeah, like if someone were time, if, if my, if Ray would time travel back to me even 10 years ago, different he, person. I'm a different person mm-hmm. then, you know? So, and, and vice versa. So I can totally understand what she's saying at that point. Um, but she's like, you're my perfect guy. You're just not my perfect guy yet
0: (laughs) you know so yeah worst case scenario because the ideal is to meet a guy when they're fully themselves and fully mature and all that and then to meet him in real life and then he's regressed back yeah to like a boyish version right sounds terrible
1: (laughs) (laughs) um but then he tells her you know how it feels to travel and he says you know he wakes up naked he's alone he's scared he has to steal and do all these other things and it's just like you know, everyone thinks time travel is fun. And I say it as like, it's a real thing. I mean, maybe <laughs> it is, but like, it's a very dark side of, of time travel. Yeah. Um, and this is where he tells her that he, you know, under his impression, he can't change anything that happens when he's traveling. So he can't go back and save his mom. Mm-hmm. He can't do any of that type of stuff. So, um, but I think it's just more of, he doesn't realize what he actually does. right? Uh, but so at this point, Henry and Claire end up going to Sharice and Gomez's house and, and they're there just kind of, you know, I think at this point it's Claire and Sharice's house. Cause they're Gomez and Sharice are still dating. Yes. Okay. Um, but while Henry's there, he ends up finding a diary, um, with all of the times that he met Claire. She wrote down every time he came to visit Mm -hmm. every time, you know, what kind of happened or whatever. And, um, you know, she she walks in and she's like, "You can't read these. These are like my personal, you know, my personal thoughts." And he's like, "Well, I want to figure out the dates so the little girl in the meadow doesn't have to sit around and wait for me to come back," which I thought was interesting because in the book, we know he gives Claire all these dates. Mm-hmm. And we never find out how he knew, knew those them. dates. That's so true. I did like that the movie kind of gave us that explanation yeah, that's fair. of how, she, how he knew the, to give her those dates. Yeah. So filled in one gap for me at least. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing we get is Gomez is, is walking down the street and he sees Henry beating up some random guy in the alley and Henry is dressed like a woman because obviously he's traveled and those are the only clothes he, uh, could find, he could find. And he's asking Gomez, like, what day is it? And at this point, Gomez doesn't know he's a time traveler. And at this point though, Henry has no qualms of telling him because he knows that him and Gomez are going to be best friends in the future. So he tells Gomez everything and then he disappears. And that's when Gomez goes to tell Claire, don't marry this guy. Yeah. Um, I guess this is as good a time as any, like, to discuss Claire and Gomez's relationship in the book compared to what it was in the movie.
0: Yeah, so in the movie, we really only get, you know, we can tell that Gomez has some sort of attraction to Claire, just in the way that he's protective of her and kind of gives her these looks when no one's looking. Um, but in the book, what we don't get in the movie is that they actually have quite a bit of a deeper relationship connection and a deeper relationship um throughout the book we realize and this is out of order in terms of how we learn these things but we we learned that um in the two-year span that henry and claire didn't see each other she actually slept with gomez Um, this was during when he was still dating sharice so she slept with him thinking like well uh henry's not around and i should probably you know gain some experience and Mm -hmm. it, it you know so she didn't she wasn't really thinking about it So, by doing that, you know, that kind of solidified Gomez's feelings for her and all throughout their. Uh, friendship and even when Henry was introduced like you could tell and you, it's obvious that he is hoping and waiting for Henry to be out of the picture so that Gomez can step in and it's it's like that consistently throughout the, throughout the book even to the point where at one point um, Charisse who is now Gomez's wife takes or I believe Henry takes her to the opera and they go to dinner and she's basically like hey just a heads up like he's waiting for something to happen to you he's yeah. hoping that something happens to you so that he can swoop in which is Terrible to hear from the wife of the of the guy because it's like, what is she staying around for? At this point, they have children, so I understand. But uh, it's really like gut wrenching to like know that as a woman and still like be around. Um, And then uh, past Henry, which. Spoiler: he, He's no longer uh, <laughs> alive. Um, they still do. They they actually end up sleeping together yet again mm-hmm. um, while they're he, he's married. But um, the, the the terrible thing for Gomez is it doesn't matter whether Henry's alive or not alive. She is committed to him no matter what. So right. he will always lose. Um, so it was really it was an interesting dynamic to introduce into the book. Um, it, it just more so solidified the fact that. It, nothing would stand in the way of Claire and
1: Henry, right? So yeah, but none of that. There's not even like <laughs> sexual tension between no, these two at not all. At other all. than him telling her not to marry right Henry. That's all we get in in the movie. Yeah, but the next thing we get in the movie is is Henry has traveled and he's on a train and he actually sees his mom and he tells his mom that he tells this lady that he loves, her. <laughs> he loves her because she has no idea who who he is at this point. Um, And I just feel like that would be so hard to do. Totally. Like, so, like I wouldn't want, I mean, he can't help it, but I felt like that would be one yeah. of the hardest parts. That was a, thing.
0: an addition to the movie that yeah. did not happen in the book. I actually didn't mind it. Um, I liked that it kind of gave him because in the book, the only time he really sees his mom is like from a distance. Mm-hmm. He just kind of is like, you know uh, a onlooker um so for them to have a little bit of dialogue i actually really liked yeah. i also liked that he kind of told her t- seemingly to the stranger like i met someone i think yeah. i love her like that's that's that cute, cute because it's like he never got to t- tell that to his actual mom
1: right but i'm sure she thought he was crazy right <laughs> <laughs> uh but then he does end up going to visit his dad when he gets back to the present day and we don't really hear about a lot in the movie, but his dad is like a very famous violinist. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's gotten older. He drinks quite a bit. So he's not able to play the violin anymore. And Henry is there visiting his dad because he wants to ask his dad for his mom's ring because he wants to propose to, to Claire. They kind of, you know, have words back and forth. He does end up giving him the rings. Um, Again, we don't get that full de- development of their of their relationship because in the book they have a very strained relationship mm-hmm. because his mom has died, right? And Henry just constantly reminds his dad of his mom, right? You know, which has got to be so tough. But we also miss a very big character in the book that is
0: connected to his dad. Yeah. So growing up, uh, his family lived, uh, I believe they either lived below or above um, a married couple, Mr. and Mrs. Kim who were the, in the book they're like the cutest little couple but uh, more specifically Mrs. Kim is um, becomes almost like a second mom to Henry growing up and is actually a, a big time caretaker of Henry's dad when he's going through his alcoholism and mm. you know trying to get back on his feet and things like that we miss a lot of that um, she even you know at one point gets to uh, meet Claire and uh, she's the
1: voice of reason for, for his totally,
0: dad too totally 100% so yeah we completely 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 missed that. Again, not sure why that wasn't included. Um along with 10 other things that weren't (laughs) included. But I would have liked to have seen that character in this role. It it almost would have like humanized Henry a little bit for me, um, at least his character in the movie. Uh, but for whatever reason they chose to leave her out. Nope. Uh
1: so Henry now has these rings from his dad, and he goes back and Claire is sleeping, and while she's sleeping, he just puts the ring on her finger, doesn't even let her say yes. Like, we all know it's going to happen, but, like, he's
0: still going to ask the question. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, but I've got to say this right (laughs) now. Like, this poor girl's life has been laid out for her from start to finish. Right. Like, she has zero say, essentially, (laughs) in what happened. So this was fitting. Right.
1: So she wakes up, and the ring's on her finger, and they're now engaged. The next thing we get is the wedding. It's the wedding day. And we meet Claire's family for the first time. In the book, we meet... A lot more of Claire's family for a lot more time. Mm -hmm. They are the Abshires and they are this very rich, you know, hoity toity family. And but they're, you know, kind of all quirky in their own ways. Um, But we see her dad uh, skeet shooting, which becomes a very important part of the storyline. And, you know, her parents are just piece of work. Like they just don't, they don't care about anything. They just care about how everything looks. Um, but we do see Henry went to go get a haircut that day and he looks way, way better. Um, and his dad does show up at the wedding in the book. Mrs. Kim comes to the wedding Mm -hmm. with him, which I thought was really cute. Um, I wish they would (laughs) have, this whole scene, I wish they would have taken their time a little bit more on it because, it's the wedding day and Henry ends up traveling Mm -hmm. and it's this very frantic scene and that's happening. But in the book, he knows it's going to happen. Like it's basically, he has a backup plan. He's been
0: preparing for this (laughs) because basically what we didn't mention is the the time that he travels the most is when he's under stressful conditions. So if, mm-hmm. he, if there's a lot going on, he tends to try and travel more often. Uh, so obviously, like anybody, uh, their wedding day is a stressful day. Right. Um, so yeah, he has a, a, a backup plan, um, which does play out pretty similarly yeah. um, in the movie than in the, 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 like the book.
1: Yeah, because he didn't want to leave... He didn't want to leave Claire at the altar on on their wedding day. Uh, But Gomez ends up stalling, trying to, you know, because they're ready for the wedding. Uh, But right as they're ready to go down, uh, older Henry comes through the window and he has gray hair. And and so when he's walking out or when he shows up at the wedding, everyone's like, why does he have gray hair? (laughs) Like (laughs) like, what happened? Why does he look like 10 years older? (laughs) And the thing I thought was cute is that Claire definitely knows that you know that it's not him in in present day right. so but she obviously still goes along with it but present day Henry does end up showing up for for the reception um but one thing they didn't mention though in the book that they had decided that if present day Henry didn't make it to the wedding that they would go to the um, city hall the next day so he could be there for when they actually got right. married yeah. <laughs> um but he ends up disappearing he ends up disappearing or traveling Uh, that night during their wedding night. And she ends up alone in bed on her wedding night, which is so sad, sad. so sad. Uh, but he does travel to, he does travel to the meadow for the very first time, which is interesting because in the book they hammer home the fact that he doesn't go to the meadow until he's 40 Mm -hmm. and he's not 40 when he marries her. no. (laughs) So he's, like, in his, like, mid-twenties. So they sped up that timeline. Right. I
0: don't know why again. Who knows?
1: So he's at the meadow with her, and she's upset because her parents have been fighting all day. And she thinks that her parents are going to get divorced. Mm -hmm. So she... So at the same time she ends up as she's like what, six or seven years old at this time. And she asks it asks Henry, you know, are you married? And he says, yeah, I'm married. Cause it's their wedding day. Yeah. And she gets all jealous and starts packing up her stuff. And he's like, well, what's wrong? And she's like, well, I was hoping that you were married to me. And he doesn't actually tell her, but he does at some point in the meadow, tell her that they are going to get married yes, at some book, point, yeah. but I can't remember exactly when. So now we see, you know, their married life. And we see that he's traveling a lot. I say it like like a business trip. (laughs) Also, if anxiety is a thing that helps him, like, I feel like weed would just solve all of these problems. You would think,
0: but I mean, as someone who's never smoked it, I I can't tell you if it would. Sometimes some people get more anxious if they're smoking.
1: Some people do, but I feel like he should have given it a shot. (laughs) He's in the 70s at some point, I think, in this this movie. Uh, But he ends up leaving Claire basically to clean up his mess a lot. Because, again, he can't control it. So sometimes he's in the middle of washing dishes or drinking something. The glass shatters, Mm -hmm. you know. So she's there and has to clean up all the mess. Sounds like a rough job. Yeah. But we do finally get to see her working on her art. Her art is such a big part of the book. And we barely see it in the movie at all. And he ends up showing back up and he's been gone for 2 weeks and he missed Christmas, he missed New Year's and at this point Claire's just like this is annoying. Yeah. Like not okay with it. Something to know
0: um I think is important because growing up she was consistently seeing Henry every so often so right. she had times where she was like okay like I can get to the next thing because I know Henry's coming on this date whereas now the opposite is happening because he's now time traveling back to when she was young mm-hmm. so now she's on the flip side of now I have to wait for him to come around right so she's already gone through the the exciting portion and now he's going through yeah. the excitement so it's
1: like it was interesting to see that It's like the worst long distance relationship in the world. (laughs) But like any good guy does, you know, he buys back her happiness (laughs) and he, and he brings her a winning lottery ticket for $5 million, which I was like, I would do this every single day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My, might um uh trigger some some red flags maybe, if you did that like, every day. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> maybe was, once every couple years. Yeah, <laughs> I just
1: love that. I was like, you know what? I did, I'm glad they didn't go all like high and mighty and be like, you can't, you know, I'm not gonna do yeah. that because I, I would definitely do it. Totally. Because at this point, you know, they are having money problems. So, uh, so now that they have all won all this money, they go house shopping and. <laughs> And again, we have to remember, Henry knows where they're going to end up living. He's seen their future. So he knows every single house they go into. Like, this isn't it. This isn't it. This isn't it. And I loved in the book how she was like, I'm not bringing you anymore. Like, you're ruining the fun of this. (laughs) Like, and he's like, well, I can't let you choose the wrong house. She's like, I'm not going to choose the wrong house because it's already happened. Like, just let me go through the process. (laughs) Uh, But... In the, in the movie, they, he stays with her the entire time they go, they go house shopping and they do find it. And a difference in, between the book and the movie is that he realizes that it's their house because he sees her studio kind of in the back garage. In the book, it's because there's like a grape grove or something in the backyard. And that's why he knew.
0: I'm pretty sure the studio is also a reason
1: I don't know, I just remember, like, the
0: the, the Grape Grove. You're right. Yeah, the Grape (laughs) Grove is there, but he he makes a point to say, I think because it's like a brick building that's across Mm -hmm. the way, Um, he does mention that in the book as well. Because the whole reason he... Got the winning lottery tickets because she was complaining that their house or their apartment was too small and was not was stifling her creativity for her art. That so. is
1: what I feel like in life. My apartment <laughs> is stifling my creative juices. I need Listen, a bigger house. You should just be like me, live by
0: yourself, and then no one can stifle your creativity.
1: <laughs> I'll let Ray know that that's what you think my strategy should be. <laughs> Uh, but the next thing we get, we see that Charisse is pregnant. Uh, again, in the book, we we get to meet their kids, and there's a lot more interaction with them. Really, nothing happens in the movie with no. them. Um, but at this point, Henry now shows up, and he has a bullet in his side. They He's laying on the ground, he's bleeding, and then he just disappears. So we know that something bad happens mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah.
0: The, this scene, um, albeit like it's a different time in the book, it was so much more intense in my opinion in mm-hmm. the book. Right. Um, because A, Charisse doesn't know at this point that he's right. a time traveler. B, uh, I think there were like glass shards or something. Mm-hmm. And once he disappears, the shards like burst. Right. And like go into like their hair and like their face and things like that. So it was a much more, um... I don't want to say graphic, but much more intense scene. Yeah. And I feel like in the movie it was very much like brushed over. Like, oh yeah, he
1: was, you know, laying there dying, but like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I'm going to make a really great point about that later. Remind me. Okay. Because I could have solved all of everyone's problems. Anyways, kay. but this triggers Claire to tell Henry, like, I have not ever seen you older than 40 something. You have never come to visit me. You never came to visit me when you were, when I was younger, when you were any older than that. And, you know, she's trying to look on the bright side. She's like, maybe you stop traveling. Maybe that's the reason why. And it's like, okay, yeah. Or the fact that you literally just saw him dying on the floor. Right. But we're going to, you know, get over that. But at this point, she's like trying to, she's hoping that he's just stopped traveling because Claire is pregnant for the first time. In the book, we get a lot of, more discussion and argument before she even gets pregnant about her getting pregnant because Henry from the get-go does not want her to get pregnant. She wants a baby more so because he doesn't want to carry that gene that, you know, came out of nowhere. The miraculous gene (laughs) that just popped up just for him. Right. (laughs) Um, So we don't get any of that argument. So at this point though, he does go to find Dr. Kendrick that he knows is going to be his doctor um, because he's seen the future. And, like everyone else, Dr. Kendrick doesn't believe him. And I believe in the, in the book, he ends up, I think he tells Dr. Kendrick what, that, what gender their child is and what they're going to name her or something.
0: So actually what he ends up doing, um, which is an incredibly um, thought out plan, but essentially older Henry gave an envelope to young Claire <laughs> to keep. <laughs> To then give to, in real time, Henry, so when he goes to this doctor, he mm-hmm. has an envelope that, to your point, mm-hmm. has the sex of their baby. his like measurements, things like that, and then very specifically um, mentions that their child will have Down syndrome. Oh, yeah. And he basically tells the doctor, like, don't open this until your wife gives birth, Mm -hmm. and then open it, and you'll know that I'm telling you the truth. Because at this point, the doctor's like, you're crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. time travel's not a thing. Um, So we don't get that at all. It's much more, like, mediocre in the He tells
1: him that he's gonna win some burger grant or something just very... Nonchalant.
0: Yeah, which I didn't like because the the son you know prediction thing is so much more impactful. Yeah, and like you've got my attention at that point if you tell me something like that. And and they even mention in the book like I'm almost positive he didn't wait until his child was born. Like he read it, so it was clearly something that that hit really home for him because the night of his his uh, son being born is when he calls Henry and says, "Okay, what are we doing?"
1: Right. So. After, in the movie, after he tells Dr. Kendrick he's going to win this grant, Claire ends up having a miscarriage. Uh, And at this point, Dr. Kendrick decides to do a bunch of tests on Henry. He does an MRI on him, and Henry disappears in the MRI machine, (laughs) which doesn't happen in the book, but I thought was a nice little touch. Um, He tries to use epilepsy pills, but that doesn't really work um but he takes a look at henry's dna and he wants to test the fetus and claire doesn't really have too much she doesn't really like refute it much in the book she's like absolutely not you're not touching my baby from start to finish of this whole thing she does not want to anything to do with this yeah movie claire doesn't care (laughs) uh but then she gets pregnant again
0: hold on i do want to explain. Again, with the whole gene thing and like yeah. the, the plan to like figure it out, I feel like was way less explained in the movie. Because in the book, um, Dr. Kendrick goes as far as to um, start doing an experiment on mice and he creates time traveling mice. And yeah. then he's able to do these tests on the mice to make sure that they're okay enough to then try on um, Henry. So I think it's important to, to kind of explain that because I feel like it was very much like, okay, we're just going to do a few tests. And then like, yeah, you know, ta-da, we figured it out or whatever. (laughs) Again,
1: Dr. Kendrick has no significance in the movie. He's just there, Mm -hmm. you know, it just sucks. Uh, But then we see Henry and Claire walking down the street and we get a little girl pops into the scene and she's watching them. And then that's all we get at that Mm -hmm. point. Uh, And, you know, the next thing is that Henry tells Claire that he's never seen them with a baby. Anytime he's jumped to the future, like he's never seen them with a baby, which is, you know, thanks for being supportive and uplifting. (laughs) Um, But Henry goes in at this point, because again, this just gets so rushed in the book. Claire has what, like six or seven miscarriages and they're really bad and they're really horrific. And we get a little bit of, of it in the movie, but not anywhere to the extent that we get it in the, in the book. And that's really what drives Henry to go get a vasectomy. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't want to go through this anymore. I don't want her to go through this anymore. Cause this is getting dangerous for her. Right. So he goes and gets a vasectomy. And then after it, he goes and he travels to the meadow and Claire's probably what, like 16 or 17 at this point. And she wants answers. She's like, you know you're not telling me anything cuz he's like you're going to be upset with something i did and i'm like oh my gosh you're such a jerk like right. don't even tell her this and she ends up slapping him and then the second that he that she slaps him he kisses her and it's the first time that he's ever kissed her and then he's like oh crap i messed that up real bad so he ends up kissing her for real this time and it's not even a good kiss like he's not even again a good zero chemistry Zero chemistry and I'm wondering if everyone else felt that because and that's why they took out the virginity scene oh. because there's a whole part in the Claire loses her virginity mm-hmm. to him on her 18th birthday and it was such you know kind of a pivotal moment totally. for her and their relationship. And it's not in the movie at all.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I'm okay with that. Cause if that's what they were going to give us, like for a kiss,
1: I didn't need to see. No. All of that, yeah. <laughs> so, and maybe that's why they did it. But so now we're back in the, pre- the present and Claire, he tells Claire that he was in the meadow and she's now kind of putting the pieces together. She remembers that day and that he did something that she was going to be upset about. So she knows at this point that he had a vasectomy. So she's upset mainly because she feels that he took advantage of her in the meadow when he kissed her, knowing that this would happen because he knew the second he kissed her for the first time that this was all going to happen. And she's like, you made me fall in love with you knowing I was going to go through all of these miscarriages, everything. You knew that right. and you still did it anyway. I was like, good point, mm-hmm. you know? So now they're sleeping in separate rooms. They're not talking to each other. And this plays out like a little different. It kinda, it's kind <laughs> of, it's kind of wonky. But Claire gets a phone call from younger Henry and she goes to pick him up in the parking garage. And... She ends up sleeping with him, with younger Henry. Well, if you remember, younger Henry has not had a vasectomy before. so Cheating the system. Yeah. So she cheated the system a little bit. Uh, and she gets pregnant. And it's a girl. And she, this, this one takes. She's able to, you know, take this baby to term. And they're trying to figure out uh, baby names. And And Henry ends up traveling to the future. And he's in a history museum now. So he's walking past a class that's there on a field trip. And a little girl calls out, you know, daddy, you know, daddy. And it's this, you know, little 10 year old girl running after him. In the book, it's a little bit different. Like he kind of was like looking at this class, like he's observing it for Mm -hmm. a little while. Um, I think the teacher like says her name.
0: Yeah. Which is important because in the movie, and you'll talk about it in a second, but because he meets... Alba, he comes up with the name. Right. Versus in the book, they're actually coming up with names, and they just pick Alba randomly, yeah, and that's how they choose it. And when he hears the name in the class walking by, Mm -hmm. it triggers him to, like, turn around, and that's kind of how it happened. So I didn't really like that Alba was the one that told them
1: that her name was Alba. It was very weird. Yeah, because it made way more sense the way it happened in in the book. Yeah, totally. Who (laughs) knows? Oh, my goodness. Uh, But... You know, she tells him that, you know, she's also a time traveler. But the difference is, is that she can actually somewhat control it. And she can kind of decide when she goes or even when she goes, like Mm -hmm. to what year she goes to. And then he, you know, is starting to put two and two together in the way she's acting. And he asks, how old were you when I died? And she said he was, she was five years old. So in the book... Claire, they she actually calls her mom at this point mm-hmm. to have her come down. Yeah, because the teacher like freaks out and
0: she's like, "Who are you? Why are you here?" Like, yeah. uh, and <laughs> the poor Alba's like, "No, this is my dad. Like, it's okay." Yeah, and they were like, "She's like, okay, we'll call your mom, and if she says it's okay, then that's fine." So yeah. she calls her mom, and of course, Claire has not seen Henry because in the future, and mm-hmm. he's been dead for, what, five years at this point? Um, so she's frantic, and she's like, stay there, I'm coming, like, I want to see you. Um, unfortunately, she... Does she make it in time? I no, can't well, imagine. she
1: sees him, but she doesn't actually get right, to so him. they
0: don't actually get to, like, you know, see each other in, in full effect, like Alba and him did.
1: And I was so sad that that didn't make it into the movie. Yeah. Because it was such, like, a heart-wrenching moment in the book, yeah. and I was bummed that we didn't get it in the movie. But now we're back in the present, and Claire... Um, he tells Claire that he got to meet her and that her name is Alba and that's what they call her. Um, and, but he doesn't, he decides at this point that he's not going to tell Claire that he's, that he's going to die. That he just doesn't want her to have to go through that or upset her because that was one of the things that was causing the miscarriages as well. Right. Which is how it happens in the book. She doesn't know in the book either. So Alba is born. And we kind of get a montage of her getting older and her birthdays. And now it's her fifth birthday. So we know that, you know, Henry is, will be dying soon at some point. And then we get a scene where young Alba is playing. Five-year-old Alba is playing with another girl in, in the backyard and it ends up being older Alba. So we kind of, the relationship that Henry had with his younger Mm. self Actually, we get to see with Alba, which does happen in the book as well. Um, So I was glad we at least got that part. But older Alba basically is telling the younger one something sad. We don't know exactly what she's saying, but we come to find out that, you know, she's telling her that her dad is going to die. And Alba ends up is the one that ends up telling Claire that she's going to die. Or sorry, <laughs> Alba is the one that ends up telling Claire that he's gonna die when she's five years old. The one thing that we we don't get from in the movie as well about Henry's death is that at one point Claire remembers a time when her dad and her brother were skeet shooting and were looking at like blood on the ground yeah like she remembers that
0: well she so basically the memory she has is she's sleeping and in her sleep she hears a, a scream or a call for her name so she runs out thinking oh um you know henry's out there why is he here that's like a day that i'm not supposed to see him runs out and actually sees her dad her brother and henry um, and he kind of like, like motions for her to like, not really say anything or like not do anything. Um, but it's very confusing to her cause she's like, well, I don't know why this is happening. So mm-hmm. that's a scene that we don't get, which I think is important considering right. that they choose
1: still to include the second portion of that. Right. Very interesting. So Henry has traveled to somewhere where it's very, very cold. He's in this winter and he comes back. And he has hypothermia and one of his legs is completely black. And they take him to the hospital and he ends up being okay. And he ends up in a wheelchair. This is the part of the book that I was like, what in the world? Like, it was so (laughs) unnecessary. I mean, go ahead and tell him what happens in the book. But I was happy we didn't get this in the movie. Yeah.
0: So basically he does get hypothermia. They're able to kind of help him. From every other part of his body, but they end up amputating his both of his legs, or his sorry, feet. both of his feet <laughs> from I think the shin down or yeah. the knee down or something. Um, so he is then in a wheelchair permanently right um not sure why they chose to just do like a simple limp situation in the movie
1: i was fine with it i hated that part in the book but i hated it but i think it's important for how things progress
0: at the end for him to not be able to walk because if he has a limp then he should very easily be able to move i mean they still tried to figure it out in the movie i don't know (laughs) um i do agree that this the whole hypothermia plot line was not necessary. Like in my opinion, it dragged the book a little bit longer than it needed to be. Um, It created like this turmoil that I really didn't feel was necessary. Like they still had the turmoil of like, this impending doom that they know that he's going to die so adding hypothermia to that didn't really do anything necessarily just confused me honestly yeah
1: it was i mean and it does it did play a little bit of a role when because at this point when he went to travel back and he saw ingrid in the book Mm -hmm. he couldn't get to her and get the gun away from her because he didn't have any feet right at this point that's
0: that's when she kills herself yeah Yeah.
1: it was just one of those things i'm like what is happening like it's just it it was like they,
0: she, the author couldn't think of a better way to have that sequence of events happen
1: other than to give him hypothermia. I don't know. Yeah, it, was very it was very strange. Uh, so, you know, he's, we don't get any really of that turmoil or the broken relationship really between any of them. So we see this scene where he's talking to Alba and he's asking her how she controls her traveling. And he said, and she tells him that, you know, she sings and that helps her. And it, it doesn't help Henry at all. <laughs> no. Like he tries it and then he's traveling <laughs> to New Year's. And so now he's in, he travels to the future, um, to New Year's, which is only a couple months away. And he actually sees himself through the window dying. This is the point where he comes back and he sees himself on the ground dying. So now he goes back to the present and we see him, you know, teaching, teaching, Alba how to pick locks. He's teaching Claire how to cook. It's like this little montage that we do get in the, in the Mm -hmm. book uh, that they did add to the movie. So now it's new year's Eve, the day that Henry knows that he's going to die. And they have a big party at their house with all the friend, all their friends, you know, that they love. And we get a scene of Henry's outside and Claire comes, Claire comes out and she's sitting on his lap and he tells her, this is gonna happen tonight. Yeah. And she's just obviously devastated. And um I thought it was
0: interesting because she's like, you know, why did you have me invite all of these people when you yeah. knew it was gonna be tonight? He's like, I didn't want you to be alone. Yeah. Which is so sweet.
1: Which is so sweet. And so sad. Um, yeah, except one time, I mean, not to the extent, but one time I had a guy break up with me via text while I was on vacation with my friends because he thought it was a good idea because I would be with all my friends. <laughs>
0: cool
1: way to ruin my vacation you're an idiot and ruin my vacation (laughs) but anyways uh it's not gonna help either way right (laughs) and so you know they kind of do get to say their goodbye which is you know which is sweet and so he travels back to the meadow and it's winter time and he ends up getting shot by claire's dad while they're hunting deer and so that's how we know how he died that's how we got the bullet in his side yeah he comes back to the present and he's dying on the floor okay Here's the point I was going to make. Okay. You have seen how you're going to die. You Mm -hmm. know that you are going to be lying on this ground and you're dying because you've been shot. Wouldn't it have made sense to like pre-call the paramedics (laughs) and have them right there? That's a great point. That's what I would have done. Yeah. I've been like... Just, you know, just call them. Be like, hey, yeah. someone's going to be like, you know, it's a story. So sure. Whatever. If you're
0: Henry, though, and you've spent your entire, the majority of your life time traveling, do you get to a point where you're just like tired of it? Like you've lived the best life that you possibly can. And you're just like, okay, if this is how I go, this is how I go. It's selfish in the way that, you know, he leaves Alba and Claire. But like maybe it was just time for him to be done.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I get that. But I'm like, your daughter's five. <laughs> like, hang in there a little know, while. longer. But no, you make a great yeah, point. Um, I was like, that would have solved the problem. Smart, smart, or at least tried. Smart on your part, not so much on Henry's. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but he does end up dying at this point, which is where he dies in the book as well. Uh, the next scene we get uh, is not how this happens in the book. This, this is kind of a... Added scene or change mm-hmm. scene from the book. Um, but I Al- was playing in the same meadow where Claire grew up, and Henry shows up and she's there playing with Gomez's kids, and they go up to find Claire because they know that Claire's going to want to see Henry. This is basically what happens when Alba had seen her dad. Uh, when he was 10 years, when she was 10 years older and Claire comes and he, she doesn't quite make it. Right. Yeah. That's basically what happens here, but she right. actually does make it. Yes. <laughs> she does. I was waiting. There. Cause
0: I mean, this isn't really how it happens in the book. So I was like sitting on the edge of my seat. Like, is she going to make it?
1: Is she yeah. not going to make it? Is he going to disappear as soon as she, like, I was right. very concerned. Yeah, Cause she has to run a very long way. Yes. I would be very winded. <laughs> and he says, you know, I'm going, I'm going. She's like, just hang on. And she does make it and she does get to hug him. And he basically tells her, you know, I'm not going to come back here. I'm not coming back. I don't want you to wait around for me anymore. Like, this is our goodbye. And she kisses him. And he travels back. And he's gone. And the clothes are left there on the ground. And they take them back up to the house. Because they know he's not coming back. And she's just, like, wildly okay with this. (laughs) I would be out of my mind crying. Out of my mind ugly crying. Yeah, But she wasn't. She was fine with it. And that's the way... The movie ends. Yeah. The book ends totally different.
0: Yeah. So in the book, um, Henry, prior to dying, he writes a letter for Claire. Um, and so she is given this letter. She finds this letter um, after he's di- he, he dies. And essentially it says very similar things to kind of what he explains in the movie is like, I don't want you to wait around for me. Um, you know, I want you to live your life. However, I will come back to see you. I I have gone to the future and I will come back to see you. I think when she's around 82 ish. Mm -hmm. Um, So like giving her at least one last thing to kind of hope for, or to be, to be excited, not excited for, but like to look forward to. Um, And so the last scene we kind of see is basically he showing him showing up um, and like he's behind her. She's looking out the window and it's kind of just like this, like, I don't even know how to explain. Like, very... I, I liked the way it ended because it... In the book? Yeah, in yeah, the book. Yeah, I like, thought
1: so too. It was very more, like, notebook as Yeah. Like, it was like, she's lived her life and yeah. now it's kind of come towards an end type Yeah, of
0: and I think it, it, it really, like, tied it together with a bow in the sense that, like, he was with her throughout all of the stages of her life. Right. Even... Old age, you know. Yeah. Whereas in the movie it's like, okay, what she's like in her 30s, maybe 40s, mm-hmm. when they the final time he she sees him. Um so I liked the way that they kind of end ended it in the book. Yeah.
1: So that was a journey through time, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Um uh, would you say the movie stay true to the
0: book? I can't really say it. And feel confident about the it, same. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, the time travel happens. They get married, all that. They have a baby. All that is fine. But like, there are so many. We've already touched on this. So many characters that we miss. There are so many plot, um, uh, you know, lines that we don't get. Like him, uh, at work and his mm-hmm. like whole time travel throughout work and that becoming an issue because he's you know they they threaten to fire him mm-hmm. because they think that he's just you know. Uh, no good, like yeah, flagrant basically. Um, so we there's so much that is left out. We um, don't
1: get Ada, Nell, yeah. Claire's the help that Claire right. grew up with, yeah. who were like super
0: important to her. If, which is sad because to your point that you made at the beginning, like this movie is so short that they definitely could have included at least some Look, aspects. Holes of it. was longer than this. Holes. <laughs>
1: Pulse was longer than this. That yeah. puts any perspective. So I can't it.
0: confidently say that the book, the movie, stayed true to the book. Yeah, I'm gonna
1: agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> uh, so again, we're gonna say it because we have to. <laughs> book or movie? Book, a hundred percent. Absolutely. Was it a little long? Yes. Were there a couple parts I could have lived without, like, losing feet? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I do
0: think it was a beautifully written book. Um, I equate it to, and I know you haven't read this yet, but um, the storytelling aspect was very similar to um, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Uh, Mm -hmm. The storyline's not the same, but it's just very, like... um, I don't want to use the word fantasy, even though it it is used to describe this, but it's very, like, you get a sense of, like some things are left for you to kind of interpret mm-hmm. some things are given to you but it's 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 a very beautifully written
1: book i do feel like the author of this book though got a little stuck at some points yeah and i can i can feel it in her writing uh but which may, probably is why the sequel isn't out yet because <laughs> maybe that's what yeah. happened as well so that's fair i don't know but i will go with the book for sure on this one yeah all
0: right that's it for this one make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Girls. You can also email us at theboovygirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. We have a couple of levels for you. We have our rom-com level that gets you our episodes 24 hours ahead. You also get access to our Karen Reviews. Then we've got our drama level that gets you everything I already mentioned. You also get a sticker for joining. You get a shout out in a future episode. And you also get access to our bonus content, including our movie serials. Like we mentioned, we are doing Firefly Lane. And I'm excited to learn that you're willing to to go through behind her eyes. Might as well. (laughs) Might as well. Um, So all you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the movie girls.
1: And up next, one of... A book from my favorite genre, Murder Mystery. We are doing Murder on the Orient Express, and we're gonna do the most current movie. It's been done a couple times. Yeah. So. I'm excited. And I'm excited. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening, and remember don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.